You're listening to 93.7 The Ticket's coverage of Early National Signing Day. Sponsored by Members Own Credit Union on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer, Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy National Signing Day, Hump Day, and all of that. Uh, this is Jay Foreman, Austin Orman. We're coming at you live from 1040 O Street. Uh, we are brought to you by the Mercado Certified Piedmontese. Special ingredients in Butcher Shop, 84th and Havelock, 30th and Yankee Hill. I always tell people every type of meat and every type of cut, especially with the uh, the outlook on the weather, man. You could get a couple more, uh, you know, grilling days in. So uh, it's National Signing Day. It's a big day. I think, it, you know, Austin, uh, recruiting the, you know, the early signing period, uh, which is taking over, you know, versus the late. Um, is just as important as far as in your job description or how you are building a program or a staff as essentially wins and losses. Because obviously, you know, they, there is a little bit of correlation of the talent you recruit and then hopefully develop uh, leads to wins and losses. I think the transfer portal has changed that a little bit because I don't think you get to really uh, develop kids as much because of, you know, the right now mindset and I want to play right now and I can – go somewhere else and get an opportunity, but uh, we are close to free agency. But with the, but before we even dive into that, or we probably, we don't, we won't today. Uh, National signing day was pretty cool this year. I felt because of, you know, this is Matt rules. I, in my opinion, I mean, he did a good job last year, but this first year that where they could really see the landscape of obviously the Nebraska kids and really, you know, put implement what they want to do. And, and they have a better idea of what to recruit or what type of player to recruit based on their experience this year in the Big Ten. Now, I'm sure they knew coming in, but seeing it mm-hmm. in real life, I think, really helped out. Um, you saw them go out and obviously recruit and flip some guys and, and not be afraid to, you know, put their their ideas and their programs and the situation up against anybody. And obviously, you know, whether it's uh, Dylan Riola or Bricks or anybody like that, they've done well. Um, you know, it goes without saying, I think they got, uh, I think, six former Nebraska players, mm-hmm. sons in this class, which is huge. Um, and, uh, you know, that's that's great. But, you know, one of the guys that when I was here, um, which, which is funny, because I remember a conversation, me and Damon used to be, about, about, we're about to bring Damon Benning on. We were on punt return together. Mind you, running back, linebacker, and just used to be in the same situation, talking about that stuff. Had one conversation, I remember, and I'm not sure I asked Damon as soon as he comes on, he was talking about Caleb and he was playing on, I think on a club team and he can probably obviously tell you more. And it came down to, you know, he's the best player and all this other stuff. Would he get what he needs to, you know, deserve. And then now we're fast forward it. He's the best player in the state. Probably was the most dominant, obviously throughout the whole year, obviously last year it injured a little bit, but the state championship game, I think cemented it in both of them. It goes without saying he's obviously done a really, he's done great by me, helping me get into this media career and he's done well himself. We want to welcome to 93.7 The Ticket, Damon Benning. What's up, my man? My man, how we doing? 
it's not about how we we doing. How you doing, man? I you know one of the questions I want to ask you, Damon. Um, <laughs> is, you know, just be honest. I mean, listen. No, you listen. You can ask me anything, and you know I am. Yeah. yeah I, I, well, first of all, we're gonna. I mean, we're gonna cover a whole bunch. But I I was telling him about this story when you called me up, and I think Caleb was you know playing youth football or whatever. And it came to the yeah. end of the year, and he was like, man, he was really dominant. And then you were saying, should I say something? I don't want to overstep my boundaries. And then it kind of all worked out. And remember, and I said, remember I said, listen, your son can play. I've already heard about it. He can play. The, the cream will rise to the top. Here we are, what, five, six years later, I think, approximately, even more than that maybe. How does it feel, man, to, uh, you know, see him go through this process that we went through many, many moons ago? To see him go through this process, and then a cherry on top that he's going uh, to Nebraska, which is a place that me and you love uh, dear to our heart. Okay, so listen, I got I you you asked me to keep it one hundred, so I'm going to tell you because you'll understand this better than anyone, or almost as well as anyone. So it's twofold. I'm super pumped. I'm, I'm like, man, listen, he he's worked hard. He's, he's he's starting to put his body back together. He's He's never really trained for one season. Right. He's ultra. He's ultra competitive. Ton of upside. Like the staff. Like I, I know kind of how they feel about him compared to the rest of this recruiting class. So right. all that's good. It's great. But you know what I? You know what I still struggle with is like at the end of the day, there's still like this skepticism, like this doubt, like. When I look at him compared to the other guys in the class, and I know you're like, man, you won't because you know how I am. Right. But I spend I, – I, in my former life, I spent all this time talking about other people's kids, right? right, right. I've done it for 20 years. I've never really said this about my own, my own kid. Right. And so th- there was a stretch, as you know, where I was like, ah, oh, man, do I do this local media thing? Do I not? I feel like a sitting duck. I can't be real even keeled. Because I wanted to say, what in my heart of hearts, I'm like, this, this guy is the best player in the state. What are we talking about? Right? Like, that's, that's I've played against them all. I've coached against them all with the exception of Carter Nelson, right? Right. And I felt like through the recruiting process, it was driving me crazy that people felt like some, some, I know it's the minority, vocal minority. He's either slow playing or he's not this or he's not that. And in my head, I'm like, I've seen this a thousand times. You guys have no idea. Like you you don't, is there room in the class? They're taking this many. I heard it all. And, and, Quietly, we just—he'll tell you he—he—he right. he, keeps receipts, right? But we—but we man—we manage it from a healthy standpoint because he's so competitive. Right. So at the end of the day, I'm—I'm I'm, listen, man. You know me. I, I can go out. I can buy husk. I can be a fan. Right. Right which I've never really outwardly done. I love Nebraska, but I've, you know, it's not like my job has always said, Hey, you know, you either need to be objective. If I'm big 10 network, Hey, I know this is a broadcast. Let's be objective. If it's, you know, radio, it's, you know, let's be even killed. Let's, this is not always rainbows and butterflies. Cause there were some warts, right? right? This time with him in this mold, I just get to be a fan. So that part I absolutely love. I, I've liked, quadrupled my Nebraska wardrobe because I had like two zip-ups. So, man, I'm, I'm feeling it's all good in the neighborhood, as you like to say. 
and so I wanted to ask you, man, just because, uh, you know, obviously I had to follow my dad and obviously, you know, the same thing, you know, Caleb had to follow you. Talk about the conversation that I'm assuming that you had and said, look, Caleb, I'm your dad. I'm going to support you no matter what. Go do your thing. And how that affected him, because I think if you, you know, just by knowing Caleb from afar, it's allowed him to do all the things he loves, right? Play football, uh, play basketball at high level on the Adidas team, and just feel fine in his own skin as a, as a, and then also as a young man that, you know what, my dad is there for me and it has nothing to do with what he did. Oh man, that's a beautiful question. Uh, it was really, really hard. Um, so early on, I had some regret. So probably when he was like 14 or 15, 13 or 14, I had a little regret, right? right. Should I have, should I have forced this on him more? Should I have showed him more film? Should I, you know, he, he found out that I had was an orange, I had an orange bowl trophy because he was looking for a winter coat in the closet. Like it's okay. not out. Like I, I tried really, really hard. Right not to cram Nebraska down his throat because I saw the pressure that it put on my brother. Um, you know, he's Don Benning Jr. And right. following my dad's footprints and, and being in Omaha. And I knew what it was like for me in the community with school, right? Oh, does your dad know this? Or does your dad? So I, I kind of shielded him from that. But there came a point where I'm like, if he likes these schools more than he likes Nebraska, it's got to be very hard on. Now I love I love him more than I love Nebraska. Yeah. So I would have got I would have gotten around to it. But like I struggled and I knew I could potentially be in trouble when I was coaching at a high school before COVID that we had, you know, we played in five out of six state championships and he's right. like, "You know what? I don't want to go to that school. I want to do something different. I like this kind of scheduling. I like the dual sports here and I'm like you're really not gonna go to the school where I coach so like I'm telling you like I went through the gamut of emotions if I'm being 100% honest about building him to be his own man because we talk to each like it's cool like I love our relationship right. he kind of sounds like me um he's very measured right he doesn't He's not going to say anything too out of pocket. Like he's a quick, he, he, he knows what he's doing with, with a, with a microphone. Right. And, and I'm glad he's comfortable because this whole time, whether it was Wisconsin or Duke or Iowa or Iowa state or K state or even Kansas, right? right. When Coach Leipold was like, this is my last stop. Like there were things that I was worried about, but I felt like if he's ever going to do and function at a high level. I just know him. He's going to have to be comfortable in his own skin. Right. So I, I, I just let the process play out. It, it, you know, one of the things that's really cool, obviously, I just, you know, everybody doesn't know. I just saw Damon last night because Westside. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, I'm going to try to get him on. I knew you were going to be busy, but I knew it's a celebratory day. So I didn't know what the schedule was. And then I was like, I know Caleb got basketball practice, especially after the way they played last night. They better be on the court. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling him, too. I'm telling you said that because they're, they're at practice right now. He was good. Now, he was good. But the other dudes, we, we got to get some layup drills going on. But that's yeah, he, he start, For a guy that got right into it, this is the earliest he's transitioned. Right. 
Like, I feel like he's off to a really good start. He's shooting the ball well and still not as aggressive as I'd like. But, yeah, man, like, it was the classic. You said it best. You hurt my feelings. But you can relate when you said, man, this was like 1996 Arizona State. I'm like, man. You're so you're so right. Like, you go out and you're playing against a team that's hungrier than you are. Right. You sleepwalk. It's a sandwich game. They got Bellevue West tomorrow. Oh man, that's that's how you get down twenty eight twelve just like that. Because Southeast, you know, two guys hit four threes that aren't even on the three pointing scouting report. Right. Yeah. And the guy that was shooting sixty percent from three didn't attempt a three. Yeah. So it was just. It was one of those nights, man. Southeast had their back against the wall, and they played hard, much harder than Westside did. Yeah. And one thing I wanted to ask you, though, about which I picked up on last night while I was watching is, you know, you're, you're, you know, Caleb plays. He's been playing, you know, high-level basketball for seems forever, but obviously plays on the uh, Adidas team or played last uh, summer on the Adidas yeah. team. Yeah. Talk about. You know, obviously, again, him feeling free within himself to play basketball when a lot of people would say, you know what, you need to do seven on seven. You need to be trying to just lift weights and run sprints. You're trying to get me to lose my mind. No, but, but uh, look at, listen to this, though. But to have a game plan that he's able to go and play basketball with some of the guys that, that actually are going to places to play basketball, and learn different skills that actually correlate to him to make a quick transition to when he went and played seven on seven. And I, I just saw it on Twitter where he had two or three touchdowns and just came right off the basketball court and started doing work. Talk about yeah. that versus – So it's, cool. it's, it's rainbows and butterflies now. Right. Right? Like the, but I'm telling you, man, I struggled. And I struggled – I struggled quite a bit because – he loved basketball was his favorite sport up until I don't know, probably 10th grade. Right. So I felt like we basketball, we were always taking a back Football was always taking a back seat. Sure. You know, he never wanted to get too big. He didn't want to get too bulky. Like I, I heard it all. Right. And we're traveling and I'm, I'm going broke, you know, feeling like I got to take out a second mortgage because you're right. He's played on, the shoe circuit for three years. Right, yeah, a... And, and, and so in my head, I'm like, I'm losing my mind. I'm like, I'm watching these other guys train. I'm watching guys that, that are getting scholarship offers. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly. When you place your first wager at bet MGM, simply download the bet MGM app and sign up using code champion one fifty. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Basically from seven on seven. Like I'm internally, I'm in full-fledged panic mode, right? 
But at home, like we just, we have these rules and there are things that he and I are non-negotiables when it's, when he doesn't want to talk about sports and being competitive. We don't talk about sports and being competitive. We don't talk about sports over the dinner table. We don't, we, you, you give it 30 minutes after a game, yeah. after a game, to, instead of being in the car carrying on. Right. So they're, they're, they're just some non-negotiables. So going through that, I just kept it to myself, Right. but in, but inside I'm, 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 I'm kind of steaming, but as, his sophomore year kind of rolled around and he had, I remember we were talking to, well, I, I can say the school now we talked to Wisconsin, right. And he was in Madison and he said, you know, that your sophomore football film is, is offerable on it's, it's, it's offer worthy on the spot. We, we don't have any junior tape that we, we don't know. And I remember how that sat with him. Like it, it, it just irritated him because in his world is, if that tape is good enough, what more do you want to see? I'm only getting better. Like right. these are the things that he's. These are the things that he says. So what? What it forced him to do was after he was getting all the attention as a sophomore, he basically went to work. Right. <laughs> you know, he just got in the lab. Right. And, and so when he broke his collarbone early, I can't remember who he. he he it was Belby West and it was early. Um, that's the first time that he I've ever heard him question anything that's ever happened to him. You're right. I'm coaching the game. I'm putting I'm, I'm co-coordinator of our defense. And he's in the tent and I didn't want to go back there because I thought he just got his bell rung. And Doc kind of gave me the cutthroat symbol like, yeah, no good. And he goes, he broke his collarbone. And I just remember this empty feeling and and uh you know, he looked at me, he's got tears in his eyes and he's like, why me? I just try to do everything the right way. Right. And I had to go back out and coach, which was really, really tough. But my staff was like, Hey, coach B, you know, if it was coach Simon, he's like, DB, you know, we need you hang in there. Like we got a job to do. And so I was like, okay, re, re, redial, redial, redial. But during the rehab process and waiting and all that, all he wanted to do was train. Right. So when I look back at the cross set of skills and the competitiveness, because he played against the who's who, you know, the Mikey Wood, like, you know, he was in the sixth grade playing against Bronnie James and he's two years older than him. Right. So the competitiveness, the footwork, the IQ, the hand, stuff like that was all portable. But what doing it while he wasn't training for football did when he was hurt was he came back with kind of a vengeance. Right. And so the off season between, you know, he played in the state finals and he came back way too early. I told you like yep. it, it, things nobody knows, right? Like I didn't want him to play on offense. He wasn't supposed to play offense. He was only supposed to play defense, but you know, Jalen Lloyd sprained his ankle the week before. And so we're in full fledged panic mode. Cause you know, yeah. Gretna's got Dane Flores and I mean, these guys are real. They just beat us the year before. And, and with every catch he made in the state championship, like my heart, I, I cringed. Yeah. I, I just was like, we just got cleared three days earlier. Right. We played on a Tuesday. He got cleared that Friday. Right. And so um, he came back too soon a little bit. And so in May, he had his adenoids out because he's one of those weird kids where they grew back. And we had to shave his collarbone down because it didn't, it didn't heal right. Right. 
And so he's behind a little bit again, and now he's just mad. So all he does is train. Right. And 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 so it's just weird how it was a slow developing process, but it it like got kick started because I didn't force one thing down his throat. He right. grew to love and appreciate it on his own accord, which thank God, like ultimately was kind of the difference maker. In in your opinion, or when you guys had that talk, uh, you know, obviously when Caleb, you know, committed, and he had plenty of offers. I remember when you guys went down to Vanderbilt, which was, uh, yes. you know, the spring game, and, and that's when they were on the come up with Dan Jackson and all that, and very appealing, <laughs> and Nashville's a great city, a lot of opportunity. But what was it? Yeah, Stanford, about, like, it yeah. was weird. It was weird. What what was it about? What, how was that conversation when he said, look, Dad, I, you know what, this is where I'm going? And I know you probably had to hold it close to the vest because it was Nebraska. But how was that conversation? Because I know we, you know, we had ours with our, with our, our, our people. How was it as a father and how far Caleb's come and the whole situation to come to that? Do you know how he told me? Do you, do you know how he told me? Okay. In true Caleb fashion. You know, he's, he's, he's really, he's really close to my wife. And, you know, I'm just like, man, thank goodness I got a, a, a second do over. Right. And, so they're always plotting and conspiring and when he comes in one day and he like gives me this t-shirt and it's all folded. So I knew something was up because he can, he can barely do laundry, right? Like he, he knows the digital dials, but he's certainly not folding anything. And uh, he's like, dad, man, I just, I wanted you to have this. Um, and I just wanted to say thank you for everything. And I looked at it and I was like, man, what are you doing? And he said, unfold it. And it was a Nebraska t-shirt and on it, it said hashtag GBR. And I just, I, sure as I'm sitting here, there's like six people that even know that this was what happened. I, I, I just like fell to my knees and I'm like, you son of a gun, are you serious? <laughs> and it's the, it's the first time that I like picked him up off the ground with yeah. a hug since he was probably six years old. Cause he's, he's not that guy, right? right? Yeah. Like oh, he, yeah. he's, he's like not that. the warm, yeah, fuzzy, yeah. touchy, no, feely guy. And... No, I talked to him and he was like, man, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> he's looking at me crazy. That's how he is. Yeah. That, that's, that's, he's very, very cautious. Right. But, but when he's all in, he's all in, man. So that's, so in, in my heart of hearts, I was like, I was like relieved. Right. Um, cause it, it, I thought it got hectic late. I remember, I remember we were in the playoffs and, and that's when all the scuttlebutt, cause now I can tell these stories, right? I should write a book one day, but you know, Notre Dame came by Westside the morning after they were out in Ainsworth right. and obviously they were coming to see Teddy and, you know, their coach pulled me to the side and we had like these intense conversations and, um, you know, they were making the Xavier Watts comparison and I was like, Oh, you know, that's funny. Uh, that's kind of who he patterns his game after and his personality. Cause if you know, X, X doesn't say boo, right. He doesn't speak unless spoken to. And, and, and he's been through it, right. He's, he's waited three years to, to kind of flourish. Yeah. He's changed numbers four times. So we're really close with that family. And, and, uh, he says, do we, the, the, he's like, Hey, you know, what are we doing here? Do we, do we, do we go through with this? And Caleb looked right at him and he was like, thanks, but no thanks. Right. Um, you know, Wisconsin the second time around, um, you know, cause we hadn't heard from, from coach Hitchler and coach Trestle in, in like three weeks, but the, right after the Bellevue West game, um, 
you know, in week, this was week three, then it was like, you know, pressure's on again. So he's just, he's just one of those guys that if, if you're not in it to win it, then, yeah. then he just can't be a part of what you're doing. And, and, uh, you know, Nebraska, they, they didn't leave our end home until midnight. So it's things like that, that, that he gravitates towards. Cause I, deep down, he's like most people, man, people want to be led right. and they, and they want to be around people that they can trust. And that's definitely what the staff did, especially the last four or five months. You know, right. I heard it from the peanut gallery. Is there enough room? And there's all these DBs and blah, blah, blah. And, but I knew what Nebraska felt about him um, because they were telling him. Right. And so they, they allowed him, to, to kind of to grow the relationship so they could feel like he was being his own man. And so I, I appreciate that that approach that they took. Damon, before we let you go, man, I, I think people always focus on, you know, Caleb as the player, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's, I mean that's what all they see. They don't get to – I mean, you you know, obviously birthed a young man, did everything else. You know him better than anybody. For our listeners down in Lincoln, because you guys are up in the metro, right? I got yeah. it right. You guys are up in the metro. And don't get me started on the metro. But uh, you, for the people in Lincoln, and then obviously for people that are, you know, listening, we got people all over the state listening. Tell me the, the the top one or two qualities. I know these because I asked you, right? The one yeah. or two qualities about Caleb that's going to set him up just to have a, you know, a chance to be good. Because I, I already know what he's going to do, but I don't ever like to overestimate. I always like to underestimate <laughs> no, and over-deliver. Talk about because he's got some unique qualities. I saw him last night. Um, the ability to not blink, uh, yeah, the competitive yeah. nature, um, and then the freeness to go out there and play. But what's your opinion? You're his dad. So, you're his so, so, the, so two of those are are my favorite. Two of the three. Number one is he is not afraid of the moment. He loves to compete. So, um, even if he's missed 12 weeks and it's Gretna, like that's the big stage. If you watch him in summer basketball, it was always against the ranked guards that he played his best basketball. So he's always, even as a kid embraced, um, the moment Uh, in the, and and that has a lot to do with his kind of, he's just calm by nature. You know, he didn't talk until he was almost three. So, so, we we were kind of concerned, um, but it's it's paid dividends because he chooses his words very carefully. He just goes out there and does. So he's always been like that. Yeah. Number two, he's hyper competitive. Um, he's he's able to to kind of know where he, where he is in his surroundings, and and situationally he knows, you know, whether it's a rebound, a pick, a deflection. Right. Uh, like he, he, he's, he's very in tune with that. But the other thing is, is he wants to be in environments where all he has to do is hang in there longer than you do. Yep. Where, yep. where sometimes it doesn't always boil down to like top end talent or sure. whatever. He just wants to be able to outlast you. All right. Because all he's ever heard is what? What did we hear? What? Did, what did we hear since we stepped foot on that campus? You got to train in such a way where time doesn't matter. Your will to prepare to win has to be greater than your will to win. So he it, he he just will hang in there. Right. And and if it's truly a program, and Coach Coop said this because he said he talked about all the winning plays that he makes, and he's very into like Coach Coop knows a lot more than what he says. You know, he, he, he doesn't say a ton, but you can tell he has like that 
that supreme confidence. It's, it's not cocky, but it's he's right. very he's very sure of himself. And and he said, you know, situationally, one of the things that that he appreciated was that he he did the right thing in the right moments, right? And he was going back to the to different games and stuff. And for for Caleb, I think what what he um kind of thrives on is is if you're if you're a fat trimmer and it's survival of the fittest and it's about who can hang in there the longest those right. are the kind of environments he wants to be in and that's how nebraska's building their roster right right yeah. like you, oh that's great i welcome the competition you have to outlast me right so and if you're if it's truly survival of the fittest then he thinks advantage him so i i, I think that will serve him well in the long run and and as you know, he's just getting started. Right. He yeah. Is. Yeah. He's yeah. he's played he's played in the secondary for two and a half years, and he's played receiver for one and a half. Right. So, the only thing that he can he naturally does is is play special teams. Right. And that's good though. Listen, I played offense. I couldn't wait to get on defense. So hopefully he, he, he got a lot he got a lot more athletic ability than me. So he's gonna be all right, man. Again, man. I just hope he, I just hope he's half as tough. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. Plenty of tough last night, boy. The boys had a little mark on him. I don't know what the problem was, but uh, oh yeah. So he he and uh, he and Hilkerman um, uh, they yeah. go way yeah. back, yeah. and so does yeah. so does Taymore. So it it's all it's you know he's gonna try to stand on business. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 you know, plenty of time left. But again, congrats to Caleb. Congrats to your whole family because it takes a village. The one hundred percent. I appreciate that. Day, man. I appreciate you coming on, man, and. Celebrate, dude. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is a great day. I mean, who would have thought, David, when we'd be sitting over there, I don't know how many years ago, that the little Caleb is up in there, man. So I'm excited for you, man. I appreciate you coming on. And, yeah, I appreciate all the support, man. Showing up at games when he was younger, and I mean, you you've seen this for about five, six years now, man. So I appreciate it. I'll reach out to him. I know he's a you know a basketball. So man, congrats and uh, thanks again. Thanks, Jim. Yep. yep. Yeah, it's a good segment, man. Former teammate, you know, I mean, they got six former Huskers, but you know, Damon, we were we were crossed over and stuff. So, you know, for people out there, if you get you didn't, if you go back and listen, there's a lot of stuff in there. What you're gonna get with Caleb and a lot of guys on the on the on the uh, on the in the class. So, we're gonna take a quick break, two quick segments, and catch back up. And then we got another teammate um, of mine that has a big influence on this class as well, Steve Warren at the five o'clock hour, Jay Foreman, Austin Orman, old school. We'll be right back. 